Auto dealers, automakers, and consumers all lamenting the fact that the EV transition has more speed bumps in it than perhaps most of us anticipated. And especially for the automakers, they've begun to see a slowing. Make no mistake, electric vehicle sales are still increasing. They're just not increasing at the rate that they were before or the rate that was anticipated. And that means some adjustments. But the Biden administration wasn't showing any inclination in allowing for that, regulatorily speaking. Well, now they are. Uh, The Biden administration is asking the EPAs to engage in some flexibility in terms of the deadline by which automakers need to reach 65% EV sales, for instance. What are the long-term impacts, short-term impacts of this? Paul Eisenstein, senior contributing editor for Headlight.News, Joining us live this morning with some analysis on that. Paul, good morning. Hey, good morning, Guy. Good to be with you. And uh, by the way, I'm glad you got that right. A lot of people get that story wrong. They think that EV sales are slowing. It's just the rate of growth. You nailed it. Thank you. Well, we're, we, we try to be accurate every now and then. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, the, but the, this, how significant is it that the Biden administration, especially under the political pressures that they are seeing from both Trump and others, are saying, you know what, we need an adjustment. I, I'm impressed with this. Uh, think about how many times we, as people in just conversations, talk about we wish the government were more flexible to adjust to real-world situations as situations change. So the fact that they are rolling this back, or at least they're planning to delay this, not eliminate it, but delay it, uh, means a, a level of flexibility you don't normally see from Washington. Uh, and, and we'll see exactly what happens. This is a proposal. We understand we haven't gotten clear guidance yet. So we'll have to wait for, uh, for the president or somebody in the EPA to give us the final, the final decision. Paul, what do you think uh, some of the key points we should be looking for with these uh, revisions? I mean, is, is there anything specific, uh, any specific changes that could have a significant impact on, on the industry? Yeah, it, it would appear that they're giving the industry a bit more time uh, before they have to reach, uh, well, basically as much as two-thirds of the new vehicle market going all electric. There could be other changes worked in. I, I have yet to get sources to give me a really full indication of what they're planning. But I know that, the, that, that there's a lot of talk about tweaking the market, tweaking the plans to reflect the fact that there are other ways to bridge the gap between all electric and all gas. Uh, We may see, for example, some proposals in the White House to talk about the move to hybrids. Uh, Mm. We're we're seeing huge growth in the sale of hybrids, the best known out there, of course, being the the Toyota Prius. Uh, They they outsold EVs last year just slightly, uh, but they're continuing to grow at a fairly fast clip. And you Remember, just a couple weeks ago, General Motors said that it's going to add plug-in hybrids to its fleet. They weren't going to do that. They were going to go all electric only. Uh, Plug-in hybrids usually give you enough range to cover, depending on the model, anywhere from about 25 to 50 miles or more in all electric mode, meaning most people who own a plug-in can go days, weeks, even months before they burn a drop of gasoline. Uh, we may see the administration start talking about the benefits of that. Uh, but again, we'll have to wait to see what the exact changes the EPA come up, comes up with. Paul, you said this is a good sign. Because, I mean, the auto dealers were saying, hey, 
consumer isn't ready yet for all electric. And do you think this sort of pauses just a little bit and gets the infrastructure time to catch up? I think that's one of the critical reasons. Uh, by delaying this slightly, there are, there are several good things. One, consumers tend to, according to J.D. Power and other studies, get much more comfortable with EVs once they actually ride in them. And especially when they drive them, it's quite interesting to see the numbers turn around. People that say before they get in them, I don't want one. And what they say afterwards, it tends to be a big change. Uh, So people get more experience, word of mouth gets around, improvements in batteries. We have Ford Motor Company saying it's shifting gears, so to speak, to put more emphasis on developing affordable EVs. So we're going to see more affordable EVs start to come to market. This gives an opportunity for the industry to bring those out. And, of course, to get the infrastructure. Uh, we, We are seeing many, many more EV chargers out there in public, but there's still a lot more that are needed. So I think this is this is probably the right move. Uh, EVs are eventually going to take over. Uh, you may have some long-term uh, need for plug-ins where people, uh, say, with some pickups and the like, but EVs eventually take over. But this gives time to get it right rather than forcing uh, the manufacturers to put stuff that's not quite ready for everyone out there in the market. We should point out that the the green lobby, though, is blasting this big time, saying uh, it's going to mean uh, warmer weather, it's going to mean hotter summers, it's going to mean more kids with asthma. But, I mean, the folks at Toyota have made a pretty, uh, I think, compelling argument on the other side, saying for most families, you will shrink your carbon footprint by 80% with a plug-in. Yeah, as I said before, uh, people I know who have plug-in hybrids uh, tell me that they go sometimes several months before they wind up burning a drop of gas. The reality is that most people typically drive less than 50 miles a day, even if they've got long commutes. So plug-in hybrids have proved to be very, very popular with those folks who want to go electric but still aren't comfortable when they, say, want to go up to Traverse City over uh, over the holidays like uh i think plug-in hybrids are going to gain a lot of momentum yeah, my son's uh, got a honda clarity loves it and and he's i mean it has maximum flexibility he never fills it up but if he needs to take it on a long trip he can yeah exactly uh the reality is evs are delivering more and more range i can take my uh all the way up to traverse city i probably would want to stop and uh, and charge up at least one point along the way but you're seeing more and more EVs that are 250, 300, even over 400 miles of range now. And you're just going to continue to see improvement. Uh, anybody that thinks, I, I'm a little bit disappointed in the, in the environmental lobby on this one. I understand they're, why they're taking the position. But the reality is it wasn't like we were going to see a switch to 100% EVs in the next five years. I don't think that we're going to see the industry slow down the rollout of EVs, the acceleration is going to happen. There are improvements in technology coming. There are more low-cost EVs yeah. coming. There are more chargers coming. I think what's happening is that the Biden administration, the EPA, they've looked at the numbers. They've looked at what the reality is. And rather than force things to happen a couple years earlier than it could with consumers really adapting to EVs, they're reflecting the reality of the marketplace. Paul, politically, how does the UAW play in this? Did they have, uh, did they play a part as well? And the president saying, you know, we're going to slow things down a little. 
Well, I would be stunned if there weren't politics involved in the decision. And everything's politics. Heck, where I want to go for dinner tonight is politics, right? Uh, but uh, UAW, UAW had said that they were a little concerned about the speed at which the Biden administration was moving. Uh, but they also then endorsed him. So uh, was there a little bit of a nudge from the UAW? No question. Got to got to ask you before we let you go, Paul. The Cyber Truck, long awaited, uh, kind of had some problems on its rollout. It's finally out there. The early adopters are buying it, and now they're complaining that they're seeing rust. What kind of rust are they seeing? Legit story, and uh, <laughs> what do you do about it? Well. Uh... We're still trying to figure out how serious it is. These are owners who've been posting on Tesla Cybertruck uh, forums and websites. Uh, it appears to be little dots. There's a lot of debates over ongoing debates over what it is. Some people say it's quote rail dust, the iron particles that uh, that somehow get into the air when trains you know wear out the uh, the rails. Uh, I, I don't believe that that's the, the major source of the problem. We just don't know how serious it is. Uh, we've seen one or two Tesla engineers weigh in, downplay it. The good news is you can buff it off, believe it or not, the, uh, an iron scrub brush on uh, on your vehicle. Uh, this story is going to play out. We're going to have to see how serious it is. <laughs> I understand they're reaching out to DeLorean owners for help. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the one of the things I expect we'll see is that Tesla is going to start pushing people to opt to get their vehicles coated, whether with those vinyl wraps we see or to pay extra to get a, a clear coat on the vehicle. Believe it or not, yeah, but, uh, that steel is as plain as the steel you have in your sink. Yeah, but how did they not anticipate that this could be a problem? Uh, that's a big question. How did they anticipate that uh, uh, autopilot wouldn't occasionally cause crashes when it malfunctions? When so you call Tesla, it autopilot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Tesla, unfortunately, one of the problems we have with that manufacturer is they tend to like to experiment on their owners. And I think this may be happening now. Paul, uh, we thank you. We'll await to see what the rulemaking is from the Biden administration. Could get a, a decision on this late March or early April. Thank you, sir. Good to be with you. You're on JR Morning.